Happy Saturday, guys. we got another two-game slate here for the NBA playoffs. If you're a first-time viewer, welcome to my channel. My name is DK. I do cover uh, content for DraftKings, NBA Top Shot, Prize Picks, and Super Draft. Uh, the sponsor of this video, guys, is Prize Picks. You can use uh, my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Uh, went one for one in our picks. Brunson PRA very easily hit. Uh, was Oliver Brunson in both prize picks and DraftKings. Aiton missed by one point, taking his over points. He missed like two layups. So pretty tilted about that, to be honest. But um, yeah, guys, if you're a new user, make sure to use that code. Because 100% match up to $100. That's a free $100 to play with on this site. Um, and Patreon, uh, for uh, I, I do have a Patreon where you can get more in-depth content for DFS. We've had a great playoffs. And once again, kept it going tonight. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, so we'll get to that in a sec, but yeah, I do have a NBA USFL package and esports package that is linked down below. Okay. So, uh, let's take a look back lineup here from tonight. So another night, another night cashing in tournaments, uh, no injuries, no ejections. Oh yeah. We're cashing. Um, so haters, once again, very, very upset, but um, yeah, so going over my lineup, it was pretty chalky because a lot of people played it in the tournament I was in. Uh, I think about 15 people played it. Yeah, or 13 people. So um, it was a very, very popular build. But uh, once again, so the first two games uh, of this of this two-game uh, series, I've been all over stacking the late game. And that was a lot more popular tonight, uh, as you can see by ownership. So the only guy I played in the early game was P.J. Tucker, who was fine. You know, I, was, I just wanted 15 to 20 from him. He got 19. That's it was more than enough. Again, I wasn't expecting a ton for Tucker. He was a little bit overpriced, but I needed to play someone from that game. So I punched it with Tucker. He was fine. Um, but yeah, full stack this game. I was all over Brunson as a bounce back spot. Once again, over reaction season by the field. Back-to-back -back games where he got in foul trouble. Only played uh, about, you know, sub 30 minutes. And once again, over reactions by the field. Keep that ownership low. Massive game from Brunson when he stayed out of foul trouble. That was huge. Uh, Kleba smashed. He was chalk. Finney Smith was solid. Uh, Bridges was solid. Uh, McGee was solid for that price point. Once again, if he's going to be close to min price, I'm going to play him every time. His ownership was a lot increased, though, this slate than it was last slate. Last slate, I got McGee at like 15, 20%. This slate, he was 45%. And then Luca got in some foul trouble, uh, bailed out the faders a bit uh, on a pretty bad call, to be honest, but uh, still in for 60 fancy points. The only real letdown here is Devin Booker. Um, and really, none of the Phoenix Stars did good. Paul, pa Chris Paul is even worse than Booker. Paul had almost 10 turnovers, which is unbelievable um Aiton was was not he was okay I think he finished like 31 and and Booker yeah he struggled so no one on Phoenix got there surprisingly but um Booker did do better than Paul I guess so um uh an average game here for Booker and so another an amazing night but unfortunately he was a bit of a letdown but all in all like I said another great night uh we had some more big winners again uh in the Patreon uh Discord so love to see that and let's keep it rolling for this uh two-game slate so we'll start off with Boston. Um, and the Boston side, Marcus Smart expected to be back here. So um, obviously he'll probably be a little bit banged up dealing with that thigh injury. But Marcus Smart is tough, and I expect him to play as many minutes as he can handle. So I would be shocked if he's on any sort of minutes limit. I think he's right right into the action playing 35 or so minutes. I think that that injury might keep his ownership relatively low. I have no issue going to him, though. He's a guy that doesn't really need to score the ball. He can rebound, get some assists. So I think he's a fine play. Tatum and Brown are both kind of just there for me. Tatum should play 40-plus minutes at 10K. Brown, my only concern is I got him right last game, uh, but he's uh, you know consistently at the end of that game was grabbing his hamstring. Just a little bit worried about that. Um, so, yeah, again, they're both kind of just there in Tatum and Brown. I'm not going to prioritize either. 
One guy I've been all over um, last couple sites has been Al Horford. I have no reason why I wouldn't go back here. 36, 37 minutes. I think the only thing we had to worry about is foul trouble. That is it, right? If Al Horford stays out of foul trouble and plays 36 to 38 minutes, he's too cheap at 5.9K. He's just a guy that can do everything, rebounds, uh, get some blocks, steals, uh, can knock down some threes. Uh, I like Horford again in the mid-range. I do have some interest in Robert Williams as well. Now, the minutes have been great on him, 22 and 25. Um, I think on average, we're going to get close to that 25-minute mark. And he's a pretty good point-per-minute guy. So um, I think he's a fair play. Where he could have a ceiling is if, like, one of Grant Williams or Al Horford get in foul trouble. If that's the case, then you can see Robert Williams playing more. And that's where he could really have a big game. So on average, Robert Williams probably isn't breaking the slate. But if, if one of Horford or Grant Williams get in foul trouble defending Giannis, you could see Robert Williams come in and smash and then Grant Williams. I liked him as a pivot off of massive chalk Pritchard last slate. That worked out in a big way. Um, now, he did shoot 7 to 14. We probably don't get that good of shooting again from Grant Williams, but he's a good defender, and they're going to use him a lot to defend Giannis. So I think we probably get around 30 minutes from Grant Williams. He has small forward, power forward eligibility. I think he's a fair value play. My only worry with Grant Williams on this two game slate, he's probably going to be over owned based on the last game because we know throughout the playoffs, right, the overreaction. So one big game for Grant Williams. That's definitely going to bump up his ownership. So that's my concern. If he's going to be a relatively popular play, I would, I would rather go to lower own value. So we'll keep an eye on that. And Derek White um, got in massive foul trouble shot 0 of 6. Um, he's with Marcus Smart back. He's probably going back to his, you know, 15 or so minutes off the bench, uh, which makes him nothing more than a contrarian play. Um, I mean, maybe Smart aggravates that injury, and then you can see White, you know, have a really good game. But you probably wouldn't need that, or or for for Marcus Smart getting some foul trouble. Um, Pritchard probably plays a little bit, maybe around ten minutes or so. I don't think it's enough for me to go there, and that's it for Boston. So on the Milwaukee side, Giannis Antetokounmpo had a really bad start to that game. I think he started like zero of seven. Um, still finished with fifty one fancy points. I think he's a very safe option at the top if we can afford him. So, yeah, I don't think we spend a ton of time on Giannis. He's a good play. Just a matter of is there enough value around uh, on the slate that you feel comfortable with to get Giannis in. And then Drew Holiday, one, I think is a very, very safe play. He's going to play close to 40 minutes, a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. He'll be the number two behind Giannis. I think he's a good option here at 8-1. In the mid-range, Portis did not close last game, barely played in the fourth. That was a little bit concerning. Only played 26 minutes. Now, is there a chance those minutes go back up to 30-plus? Yes, it's possible. So, I'm kind of just indifferent on Portis. Um, if he had played 32 minutes again last game, I would like him a good amount here. But the concern is that there, there is a chance he doesn't close. And we, we saw it last game. And if that's the case, and he's only playing 25 minutes, then he, he can hurt you. So with Portis, again, I'm kind of indifferent there. Uh, the absolute dust of Brooke Lopez will probably play somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30 minutes. Probably get around 20 fancy points. Another one is kind of just like, okay, sure. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, value options, Grayson Allen, 4-5. I mean, he's going to have a lot of open looks. Um, he'll probably play close to 30 minutes, 28 and 29 over the first couple of games. The issue with Grayson Allen, though, is if he's not knocking down his shots, he can hurt you like last game. So um, I think he's a fair GPP play. Maybe because of one bad game, his ownership will drop. But if that's the case, I would be more willing to go to Grayson Allen, right? Um, when I when I was uh, willing to fade him is when he came off back-to-back big games and ownership way increased, right? I would rather go to a guy with a bad game uh, where the ownership will be lower. Um, like if Grayson Allen went for 30 last game, I would probably just full fade. But since he had a bad game last game, the ownership will be relatively low. And we know if he knocks down his threes, he can definitely have a pretty solid game. 
Value-wise, Wes Matthews, 3-5. Should play close to 30 minutes. It's disgusting. It's Wes Matthews. He could very easily still get you sub-10 fancy points, but he's a big part of the rotation right now, so he's playable. He is playable. And then Pat Contins at 3-4. I think we get somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. Played 25 minutes last game. Uh, 3.4 does feel a little bit too cheap for him. So um, I do like Contins at that price. And that's it. Javon Carter, um... Might be out of the rotation now with George Hill back. I don't know what Milwaukee's going to do with George Hill probable. Does that boot Javon Carter out of the rotation? I just don't think I want to mess with either. Um, so I'll probably stay away. All right, Memphis and Golden State. So no Dylan Brooks for this game. That's pretty important. My guess is it's going to be Zaire Williams that picks up a start. So we'll talk about him. Williams, not a very good point per minute guy, but he's really cheap and probably plays over 20 minutes. So definitely going to be a viable value. But starting at the top, John Morant. The GOAT. The GOAT. I mean, he has been absolutely destroying Golden State. 68 and 76 fancy points now. The downside here with Ja is he's probably going to be pretty popular. I got him game one at 15%. I got him game two at like 30%. Don't think we're getting him that low again. Um, I will say Steve Kerr said they might try more double teams than John Morant. So that is a little bit concerning because he's just strictly been getting one-on-one defense, kind of like how Phoenix has been playing Luka. So Luka's just been smashing. Um, if they're going to throw more double teams at Ja and get the ball out of his hands, that is a little bit concerning. But I still think he's going to play about 40 minutes or so. Um, so still like Ja there at the top. Mid-range is where it gets tricky for me. So, no Dylan Brooks. You would think it's a small bump to Desmond Bain, who has really struggled the first two games of the series, going for 15 and 12 fancy points. He's a relatively score-independent player. And it seems like that back injury is, is hampering him. But he'll probably be pretty low-owned. And we know this, this is the ceiling for Desmond Bain. So, I'm kind of torn on what I want to do. Because back-to-back bad games from Bain should keep his ownership low, which is when I want to buy in. Right, that's when I want to buy into guys in the playoffs, not when they go for back-to-back big games and the price increases. I want to try to buy low. Uh, so Desmond Bain at six four, again, I-, I like his ceiling. His floor is obviously low. Uh, you can obviously say the same thing about Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, you know what I'm going to say here. He didn't have the best shooting game, still for 28 fancy points, fouled out too. If he stays out of foul trouble, he's probably playing around 35 minutes. Great point per minute guy. Just a matter of can he stay out of foul trouble. And it's probably like a 60 to 70% chance he gets in foul trouble. But if he stays out of foul trouble, I mean, you saw the upside, right? And that was the ceiling I was chasing for a while um, before that. And we got back-to-back games of it. So the ceiling is clearly there. I think Clark's a little, little bit safer, even though he himself had a bad game. He also got in foul trouble last game, which is a little bit tilting. I think we get about, you know, 30 minutes or so from Clark, 35 or so from Jaron Jackson if he stays out of foul trouble. But the value is where it gets interesting. So no Dylan Brooks, that's a lot of minutes. That's like 35 minutes to go around. So I am pretty sure Zaire Williams is going to pick up a start. At 3.2K, he's a fair play. Decent defender. Had a good shooting game last game. I would say that was an outlier game last game. Uh, shooting 5 of 9 and 4 of 8 from 3. We're probably not going to get that again from Zaire. But if we do get over 20 minutes at basically min price, we have to consider him for value. I don't think he's a smash. He'll be, probably be relatively popular. But again, I do think we get over 20 minutes from him. The guy that I am very intrigued by is Melton, who's a better point per minute guy, has played 25 and 26 minutes off the bench last couple games. So I think he's probably going to get a minutes bump here without Brooks, probably stay in that, you know, mid-20s minute range. Now, sure, last game, like, okay, he's, he's gotten a bit lucky here. Let's not lie. Three steals and a block, three blocks and two steals. That's It's not going to happen again. But 
Melton is, you know, aggressive on the offensive end, can contribute in a lot of different ways. I think he's another guy that gets a pretty big bump here without Brooks. So Williams, Brooks probably get a bump. Tyus Jones at 3-6, uh, did play 21 minutes as well last game. I think he's an interesting play. I think a lot of people will look to first to Zaire and to uh, De'Anthony Melton. But, I mean, Tyus Jones can still have a solid game, too, if he plays over 20 minutes. So I kind of like him. I think he'll be the lowest owned of the, the value Grizzlies. So like Tyus Jones for that reason. And Kyle Anderson, he's so slow out there. I mean, I know his nickname's Slow-Mo, but he's just like Brooke Lopez. I mean, it's just like painful to watch. Um, he, he did get in a bit of foul trouble. I think he gets a slight bump minutes-wise, too. I think we get, you know, maybe 20 plus 20 to 25 minutes from slow-mo, which I think makes him a fair play, too. So, really, those are the four that I think get a boost without Brooks are, are Melton, Jones, slow-mo, and, and Zaire Williams. Now, Adams is back. Um, I don't think it matters. I think he's just going to get a DNP, um, unless he starts. I guess they could start Steven Adams and just play him as the Xavier Tillman role and play him, like, 10 to 15 minutes, but... I, if he doesn't start, I think he's, he's, he's not playing. And then, yeah, Xavier Tillman is 3-1. And he, he actually had a good game last game in 13 minutes for 21 fancy points. But um, I just don't know if it's necessary to, to go there. And finally, Golden State. So um, no Gary Payton. That's somewhat significant. That's going to open up some minutes here for the Golden State Warriors. But uh, for the guards here, I mean, I think all three are in play. Steph being my favorite. Once again, He'll play about 40 minutes or so. He's just the guy that has the highest ceiling uh, of the group, and he's only about, again, 9-2. So I like him a good amount. I think Poole at 7-2. I mean, he's played very well in the playoffs. He should play probably 35 to 38 minutes. I think he makes for a solid option in the mid-range. Um, he, he's a guy that can contribute uh, in a lot of different ways. He can get some assists as well. Where Clay Thompson, a little more score independent, I think he'll probably be the lowest owned of the bunch. He has not shot well. 6 of 19 and 5 of 19. Like I said with Bane, right? Really bad shooting performances from Clay. That's going to keep his ownership low. I think now is the time to possibly buy in a low ownership where we know this is the ceiling for Clay. So intrigued by Clay because back to back bad performances will keep his ownership low. And the ceiling is definitely there. And then Draymond, I think, is a safe option at 6.8. You know, lost the whole first quarter last game due to that eye injury. I think on average, we're getting, you know, 36 to 38 minutes from Draymond, which makes him a pretty safe play. And then I like Andrew Wiggins because they're going to need him out there defensively. Uh, with no Gary Payton, he is now, him and Draymond are the, the two best defenders. He played 38 minutes last game. So um, if he can stay out of foul trouble, uh, I think Wiggins is going to play pretty big minutes. I think he's a safe play. And then off the bench, um, Otto Porter should play around 20 minutes. I'm kind of just indifferent about him. Um, he's gone for 22 and 19 fancy points. Fair value play. Um, so yeah, I think Otto's fine. Looney most likely plays a little bit of the backup five. Played nine minutes last game. Um, but they did get a Kaminga actually put a bit more last game, played 14 minutes. So he also has power forward eligibility. I think I would rather roll the dice in a Kaminga over Looney, just because Kaminga is the better point from the guy of the two. Uh, minutes for both those guys are not secure, but if I'm going to take a shot in one, I think I would just roll the dice in Kaminga. And with Gary Payne injured, maybe you see a little bit of Damian Lee. I don't think it's enough for me to go there. Um, you might see like a minute or two out of JTA for defensive purposes. Again, I'm not going to go there though. So that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. If you have been enjoying the YouTube videos, just, again, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Let's try to aim for 150 likes in this video. Can we get there? Um, we've been averaging, you know, 115, 120. Try to get 150 likes. So if, if you're a first-time viewer and you enjoy, just make sure to like. Uh, but other than that, guys, enjoy your night, and I will see everyone in the next video.